a word of warning to ye of nervous constitutions. Galaxy on Goosebumps is a podcast that could freeze the blood of the most seasoned sailor. What I mean to say is you're about to pee your pants. Nah! Nah! Oh hi, welcome back to Gatsy on Goosebumps, where it is a crisp 34 degrees and I am very shiny and we are discussing Goosebumps number 40, Night of the Living Dummy 3. Uh, rounding out the Night of the Living Dummy trilogy in the uh, Goosebumps original series, making this the uh, return of the king of dummy-based fiction. Looking at our classic Tim and Jacobus cover art here, we've got our uh, familiar uh, trickster Slappy right in the middle here, but he's uh, surrounded by all these other dummies. And I just really like the evolution of the Night of the Living Dummy covers. You recall in the first one, it's a close-up of the dummy. Second one, he's it's a dummy like in a mid-shot in like a, like a friendly environment, and that frames the context of the book really well. And then you've got him, like, the next evolution is, oh, he's a dummy, but he's now he's got more dummies that are presumably working for him, which isn't really what happens. But I like the evolution of the titles nonetheless. Every dummy has his day and his night. That doesn't really, that's not, if the expression was every dummy has his day, then you could say and his night, but there's no expression like that. And the blurb reads as follows. When dummies speak, everybody listens. I don't know what that's playing on. Trina Odell's dad used to have a ventriloquist act. That's why he has all those dummies in the attic. He calls it his dummy museum. There's a dummy with freckles. What? They can make those? And one with a sneer, just like Rocky. I think that's... They mean like like Rocky Sylvester Stallone's character because like... Like he's got a sneer. But the dummy's name in the book is just Rocky, like, he's just called Rocky, so there's something lost in translation there. Trina and her brother Dan think the dummies are pretty cool, but now there are voices in the attic, and dummies keep showing up in the strangest places. No way these dummies could be alive, right? Yeah, so uh, Mr. Odell used to be a ventriloquist, he's got all these dummies in his dummy museum, and then one day he brings home this new dummy that he found in a dumpster with a cracked head. Spoiler! It's Slappy, the reader knows that, but they call him Smiley throughout the book because he's got like a smiley face, which I think is a good touch. Like they don't know, we the reader know he's Slappy, but they give him a different name until the very end he introduced himself. I thought that was good. And um, he's also got this business card with some magic words on it. And yeah, they read it and we know what happens. We the reader know what happens when you read those words, he comes alive. At the end of the last Nailing Dummy book, his head got cracked open and like they say they saw like a worm-like creature coming out of it which I guess is meant to be like his spirit or his evil essence or something escapes like his dummy form. It's not mentioned in this one which I think is good because I think having like an evil worm spirit that controls the dummy is a pretty dumb idea. That's dropped entirely. Good. Anyway so uh Trina and Dan's cousin Zane is coming and uh, Zane's a real scaredy cat and last time he came over they really pranked him hard so the dad's like all right gotta promise no more pranks. Don't scare your poor cousin. I'm like, yeah, no worries. Sure enough, when he arrives, he keeps getting scared. They buy all these things that start happening. All this stuff gets destroyed. He's always getting pranked. Um, it always features the dummy Rocky, which is uh, um, Mr. Odell's like favorite, like first ever dummy Rocky. And of course, Trina blames Dan. Dan blames Trina. And Zane says like, ah, oh, I'm freaking out. And then eventually they catch 
Zane carrying Rocky around. So Zane was essentially doing it himself to get his cousins in trouble because um, he knew their dad would like flip their shit. And they're like, uh, guess you got us. We were pretty mean to you. Now he goes back. They're like, yeah. And they'll, they'll all have a truce and they're all friends again. There was no evil dummy. It was just Zane the whole time. But guess what? Then things start happening again. Again and again. Like Zane's camera gets destroyed. He likes taking photos of things. Minor subplot that doesn't play into anything. Their dinner party gets destroyed. And Dad's furious. And they're blaming each other. And then like, no, it must still be Zane. Like he's that desperate. Like even after we made that truce, he's definitely still doing it. So they wait up in the attic to see Zane taking the dummy again. Oh wait, it's Slappy. Slappy is moving around. And they're like, holy shit, Slappy, there's this dummy called Smiley's alive. And he's like, ah, oh, I'm not Slappy. I'm not Smiley, I'm Slappy. And guess what? You're my slaves now. He does that shtick in all the books. He wants to make children his slaves. <laughs> yeah. So they try to get rid of him, they overpower him and throw him down a well that they have in the backyard. He comes back next morning. He's like, ah, I can't get rid of me. You're my slave now. And then they're like, oh no, what we'll do? He's upstairs in the attic. We'll get that business card with the magic words on it, read it again and send it back to sleep. So they sneak up, they read the magic words and it doesn't work. So he's like, ha, that's not going to work. You suck, you kids. But then for some reason brings all the other dummies to life. And they sort of surround Slappy and they don't destroy him physically, but they seem to remove his evil essence and Slappy goes back to being just a, a, a regular dummy again. I don't know how they do that. But anyway, all the dummies drop dead. Now all the dummies are dead. And Zane comes up just in time to see his two cousins around. It's like, ah, I knew it was you. You were doing it this time. It was me, but now it was you this time and I've caught you in the act. So, yeah. Ah. And they really get in trouble from the dad because like, ah, I knew it was you the whole time. You kids and now Zane's caught you. So look, there's no more evil dummies, but they're still pretty pissed that like Zane got them in trouble in the end, even when it wasn't them. So then Zane's going back home. He's not visiting them anymore. He's like, I'm not really into cameras anymore. I'm kind of into like ventriloquist dummies. And Mr. Adele's like, oh, Trina, get your cousin one of our dummies. And so she gives him like Slappy. And then as they're watching Zane and his dad drive off with Slappy in the backseat, like Slappy winks at her. That's kind of mean. Like I knew, I know he got them in trouble, but he did think they were pranking him. And to intentionally expose him to a really quite malicious, quite evil force that you know wants to enslave children. That's kind of mean, Trina. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't think Zane really deserved that. Like pretty harsh. This is a very good book. Very straightforward plot. Throughout all of the Night Living Dummy books, there's a recurring theme of distrust within the family. A lot of second guessing about the culprit, you know. In the first one, there's the tension between the two um, twin sisters that's exploited. In the second one, it's like this middle child who doesn't know where she fits in that's being exploited. In this one, it's, it's a slightly different dynamic. It's the cousin who wants to get revenge on his cousins. And that's being exploited as well. There's also this secondary element of who done it because Rocky's the dummy that always um, always appears at the, the scene of the crimes. So we might be thinking, oh, is Rocky actually the antagonist in the same way that Slappy wasn't actually the main antagonist in the first Night Living Dummy? It was the other dummy there. I'm impressed that throughout these three different books, it keeps returning to the same themes and doing it slightly different. This is probably the last of the classic Slappy books, I believe in like the series 2000. There was like um, Bride of the Living Dummy and Slappy's Nightmare. But it sort of changes that dynamic. It's no longer how Slappy, you know, causes chaos within the family. Slappy sort of becomes the main focus of it, which is fine. But I really appreciate for this original trilogy um, that family dynamics 
element. It bears repeating again, Slappy's motivation is never clear besides come alive and then get people in trouble. Like he always says, I want to make you, I'm your, my slave now, but that to do what, like what, what, what are you gonna make him do slappy like he has no long-term goal it seems like he doesn't want to take over the world or like or i don't know to commit an elaborate heist <laughs> and frame them for the we don't know what his goals are he always says is you're gonna be my slave and we're meant to like be scared of it but the more you think about it, it's like so what like what does that mean what are you gonna do like you're just gonna anyway that's the only problem in that sense i think the actual uh, tv adaption of the story which is superb for a, a, a television episode based on a Goosebumps book because a lot of them are very poor but that's actually a really really good one and it it ratchets up the drama by giving Slappy this ability to like breathe life into the other dummies and actually we find out turn people into dummies that's a great episode and it brings us a lot closer to this idea that Slappy actually does have an army also the the climax of the of the episode because when Zane, Dan and Trina are home alone at night and that really ratchets up the tension because you can't, as a kid, you can't be that scared or that worried if your parents are still in the house, you know, nothing that bad can happen. But if you're alone with this dummy that's like running, running a rampage, that I think is scarier. Besides the TV episode being, I think, superior than the book um, in a, a rare occurrence, this is still a very, very good Goosebumps book. All the Nightling dummies are. Yeah, so definitely one of the best of the original series and uh, highly recommended. I would say probably the best of the Living Dummy trilogy there you go big call hey i'm a big man in, in some ways not always you know that's all right i'll make it work thank you so much for watching please join me next week in which i discuss goosebumps number 41 bad hair day but hang on they've spelled hair h-a-r-e what <laughs> it was the 90s man but in the meantime please stay spooky